You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Five minutes after eight central African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening. Of course, it's a bit cold. It's a bit brr, my beloved, wonderful listeners of Sirius FM and our beloved, wonderful listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And of course, our beloved, wonderful listeners that are listening to us from Radio Al-Ansar. We welcome you as well. Uh, remember our WhatsApp number is 0847863132. International Overseas Listeners plus 27847863132. Yomu Thulatha, the 26th of Safar 1445, which is also the 12th of September 2023. Our Zakat Nisab, 8,000 Rand. Mehari Fatimi, 23,000 Rand. Manamam Mahar for Hanafis, 500 Rand. For Malikis, 175 Rand. For Fi'is and Hanbalis, no minimum meher. Our beloved Fadilatul Ustad's email address is akhussain at gmail.com. That is akhussain at gmail.com. Our beloved Ustad's website is muftiakhussain.net. That is muftiakhussain.net. Our beloved Ustad's Twitter account is at AK Hussein. That is at AK Hussein. I want to welcome our beloved engineers, of course, our engineer here in uh, uh, Johannesburg, Brother Locolo. And just uh, in, uh, a quick announcement before we begin, before we welcome our beloved, honorable, respected Fadila Tulustad, Hazrat Malana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafizahullah. Of course, uh, the QA is live on um, uh, Sirius FM and the QA is live on Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah. But of course, to the Al Ansar listeners, uh, there is currently a program at the moment playing now between 8 to 10. So the Q&A will be playing only for the al listeners after 10. That is between 10 to 12 o'clock, inshallah. That is for the Radio al listeners. So Radio al listeners, you guys won't be listening right now. It will only be for Merkaz Sahaba and, of course, Sirius FM. To the al listeners, you guys will be listening to the Q&A after 10 o'clock. 10 to 12 o'clock, Ustad. Welcome to the Q&A this beautiful Monday night. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. Obviously, the Radio Al-Ansar listeners, because many of you won't be able to listen 10 to 12, it's so late. So you can then, inshallah, listen to us directly on Marcus Sahaba, or you go on to, Merk, or to the Sirius FM, and inshallah, you can listen to us on that, because you understand, radio stations. So whatever is easy for you, Allah, Jalla wa Allah, accept us all. Hmm. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, when will Rabi'ul Awal begin? Ustad? Bismillah. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Tonight, Alhamdulillah, is already the 26th of Safar. Tomorrow, Tuesday, the 26th of Safar. Hence, Friday will be the 29th of Safar. And we should scan the sky Friday night after Maghrib. But it's only 14, 15 hours. So the chances of 
seeing the crescent, the new moon, are very, very slim. So in that case there, what we should do, that we should do our duty with beauty. But 90%, 99%, then Saturday will be the 30th of Safar, and Rabiul Awal will start on Sunday, inshallah, the Sunday from Saturday night, Sunday, will usher in the Mubarak, great month of Rabiul Awal. When Rabiul Awal starts automatically, we think about the Mubarak, Miladun Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the honorable, auspicious birth of the Master, we remember the demise of the Master, and so many other events and so forth. So inshallah, South Africa, Southern Africa, and those places, it will start Sunday this week, inshallah, Saudi Arabia and the Arab countries and so forth, it will start on Saturday, the first of Rabiul Awal, inshallah, I see a listener is saying, Mufti Sab, interfaith, is interfaith permissible in Islam, Ustad? Just look at interfaith on the micro and macro level. Let's take the macro. In Saudi Arabia, they have an organization called Rabitia Arabita Alame Islami, and their secretary general is that Isa, 100% murtad out of the fall of Islam. And why out of the fall of Islam? Because the World Muslim League, as they call themselves in English, he goes to France and he tells them, you must comply with the law of France. You mustn't wear niqab, you mustn't wear this, you mustn't wear that. He goes and joins the jutlas and that in Auschwitz and so forth. So remember, that is their interface. You keep on compromising, compromising, making mudahana and apologizing and so forth. So already in Saudi Arabia, the government itself is murtad and kufar, MBS and his cronies. This is the result of, you must remember, the interface. Go that side to Dubai and see what is happening in Abu Zabi, you will find that there are temples there for the Hindus and Mushrikeen. You will find that in Abu Zabi there is there a synagogue and a masjid and a church and then they call it Islam that Islam is very tolerant. Remember all this <coughs> all this totally haram against the Quran Sharif against the Sunnah Mubarakah Almighty Allah Jalla Wala teaches us Huwalladhi arsala rasoolahu bilhuda He Almighty Allah Jalla Wala sent Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with the guidance with deen al-haq and the true religion the religion of Islam why? liyuzhirahu ala deen kulli so that they must remember that prevail and they must win over and they must be the one that is predominant over all religions so our function must be that we must go and influence people and not get influenced by people and that is the sad sad situation so you find that the government of you understand UAE the government also non-Muslims and Murtas all this because of this interfaith then you go to Bahrain so same thing there you will find you must remember that what you see there, the building churches and so forth, go open chapter 48, so 
Surah Al-Fat and see verse number 28. And then you must remember what is interfaith today in the world, wherever it is. So they will have a Muslim, they will have a Jew, they will have a Christian, they will have a Buddhist, they will have, you must remember, Hindu and various religions. So they will pose a question that what you say, what you say. So that type of interfaith is totally haram and unacceptable because according to them, they saying all religions are on par and equal. You must remember that. So that in itself is kufr. If a person accepts that, he's right out of the fall of Islam. Quran says, Inna dina in the lahil Islam. Inna dina al-makbula in the lahil Islam. The only religion accepted by all materialized Islam. And yet another place, wa islami dina Whosoever chooses and seeks another religion beside Islam, it will never be accepted from him. No now, no in the future. And that person, you must remember, will be a failure in the year after. Everlasting doom and gloom and everlasting jahannam for that person. Allah protect us. And then you come to our country and what you see, that you see that Molvi going there to the to the church under 12 crosses. You see the sheikh going into the church with the candles and so forth. All these are murtas out of the fall of Islam. We must be very, very clear on all these issues. You see that in India, some Molvi and supposed to be a Molvi goes there, you must remember Diwali time and so forth and joins the Hindus. And when the Hindus give him the priest and their pandit garb, he wears it. So all these type of things are the result and consequences of, you must remember, that is interfaith absolutely haram. If you want interfaith where you are challenging them and telling them that Islam is the only true religion, all other religions are rejected and not accepted by Almighty Allah, that obviously is encouraged. But when you say we want to have all discussion and we all equal, so remember that type of interfaith is kufr and people who promote such they go out of the fall of Islam so let's understand this question we're going for Umrah inshallah we are landing in Jeddah then of course Medina to Munawwara Ustad, could you please explain about the ihram, Ustad? This person is slightly confused, so therefore he or she is not understanding. If you are going now in the next one, two, three weeks or month, so because there's no direct flight from South Africa to Jeddah or Medina to Saudi, so either you're going via Dubai or Abu Zabi, either you're going via Cairo or Qatariya, Doha, or via Istanbul or Ethiopia, Ababa, but from the start your intention is to go to Medina Munawara so when you land there in Jeddah and then you go by train or taxi or bus whatever suits you and is convenient for you so you don't don the ihram you don't fasten the ihram this person thinks because you pass the miqat so therefore you have to fasten the ihram no you pass the miqat is right but your intention was not Makkah if your intention was Makkah then you had to don the ihram day in Abu Dhabi or day in uh, Qatar 
whether a day in, you know, Doha or Cairo or wherever, Dubai and so forth. If your intention from Jeddah was to go to Makkah, because you can't fasten ihram in Jeddah. So, but your intention is to go to Medina Munawwara. So there's no question about ihram then. Then you spend your one week or four, five, eight, ten days in Medina Munawwara. Now when you come from Medina Munawwara, then you make your ihram, you take your ghusl with soap, shampoo, everything, and thereafter you don your ihram day in Medina Munawwara. You want to read your salat, you can read it day in the masjid or in your hotel in Medina, or you go with a train, then next to the train station, there's a masjid there, facilities you can read there, or you're going by plane, so you read there at Medina Airport, or you're going by road, so you stop there at Bir Ali, Abar Ali, the Miqat, the boundary, so that these are the options available for you, so your ihram will only be applicable when you come from Medina Munawwara to Makkah, my brother. Somebody says, my husband divorced me while I am pregnant, Ustad. When does my idat end? And uh, the listener says here, please Mufti Sab, we want to know what is Mufti Sab's program for Rabi'ul Akhir, Ustad. Rabi'ul Awal. Yeah. So anyway, you must remember that. So in a case like that, it's three-part question. Number one is this, for the husband to issue the talaq whilst his wife is pregnant, is that valid or not? 100% is valid. So it wasn't the best thing to do. The child should bring you all together, but now maybe Allah alone knows who's right and wrong. I normally tell them both parties are wrong because in cases like this, everybody tries to add some spice and masala and turn it in their favor, you know. So that's why we say in most cases that both parties parties are wrong. So that's the first issue. If you give one talaq, is one. If you give two divorces, two. If you give three, is three. All are valid. Now you are pregnant and expecting what is your iddat? So you must remember the Quran Sharif states, you must remember that that ulatul ahmali ajaluhunna ayyadana hamlahun that those people, those ladies who are pregnant, then their iddat will expire the day they give birth. So whether it be after one month, three months, six months, seven months, so now your iddat will continue till you give birth, my sister. And you should be reading and you the father also should be reading surah 37 verse 100 rabbi habli minas salihin oh beloved allah grant me pious offspring normal children and so forth and if you gave one or two talaq remember that then even now during the iddat during this period here the iddat period you can take her back if it's one or two revocable divorce talaq raji then you can take her back the quran says that so during the Iddat period you can take a back without tajdeed and nikah without renewing and making a new nikah so my advice to both parties will be for the sake of your child your beloved son daughter to be born inshallah you reconcile and if you gave one talaq then you got two talaqs left if you gave two talaq then you have one talaq left if you gave three then the marriage is finish we can't do anything so we should be clear on these issues here so almighty Allah protect us from you must remember Satan Lucifer Shaitan and his comrades and cronies and so forth 
was that your program, was that? Oh, my program, I forgot about that. So my program, inshallah, this week, Friday, inshallah, inshallah, Aziz, we will be there by Qari Muhsin Saber's Masjid, remember that, Masjidul Ruhama. First time we're going there, and that will be in Crown Road. So inshallah, this Friday. Next Friday, we will be there in Jami Masjid, here in Lanesia. And then, inshallah, on the 26th, you must remember, that will be of September the 26th, inshallah, Aziz. So that's a Tuesday. So we will be there in Stenger Masjid, all programs after Isha. Isha Salat is at 7.30, all venues. So September 26th, inshallah, so that we will be there in Stenger, inshallah, Jami Masjid. 27th, we will be at Avondale Musalla, inshallah. And then 28th, in Amen Zimtoti, there, I think, the Masjid Musallah, where I first I will go there, inshallah. 29th, the Friday of September, so then we'll be in Hilal, inshallah, Aziz Majid Hilal for the Juma, and Friday night, inshallah, shall cross. As I mentioned, all the venues will be 7.30, the Isha Salat, and all these programs, inshallah, inshallah, will be live on Radio Ansar International, Sirius FM, and Markaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, so that our programs for now and for Rabiul Awal, inshallah. I see one listener says here that uh, there is a guest from India coming to Durban, Ustad. Can we attend his lectures, Ustad? Remember my advice to all and so forth, you should not attend his lectures. You must remember they have sold the deed, they have compromised the deed, and they are the people, you must remember, they go and celebrate Diwali with the Hindus. It's another case of this interfaith and so forth. And you must remember, I just sent out now, you must remember this, after Maghrib, before Isha, a pamphlet there by Hazrat Mohana Ahmad Sadiq Desai Sab Hafidah of Port Elizabeth. So we agree with Azad Maulana that these type of programs to attend is not permissible, remember that, because I just give you three, four easy examples. You know, they are guests even now in South Africa and they go other places. And they said interfaith. Where? In Sri Lanka, Ceylon, you see? And what they thought? They thought they will win the Buddhas over. What the Buddhas did? I was there one day, they invited me for Bukhari and everything went well then again they invited me second time when I went there they were burning the Muslim houses and burning the Muslim shops and all all the programs got cancelled from there to take a flight to Malaysia so therefore you think this interfaith is going to help you you ask this person who came now so you must remember interfaith with the Hindus and so what is helping the Hindus are murdering and killing our people there in India and demolishing our our mosque and all these type of things and your interfaith is not helping you give a Quran to that priest he gives you the Hindu clothing what the Pandit wear and then you wear it so that in itself you must remember is absolutely haram so we must be clear that these are the people involved in mudahana and in compromising the deen of Islam totally absolutely haram I will not advise any person remember to attend these type of lectures and so forth 
not, we must know where our boundaries are and we must know what the Sharia. I told you a hundred times this. We must not go and bootleg any person or any organization or any politician or any government. We have Deen of Islam and we don't need all this here. So you can see when you bootleg, you must remember governments and all these things here. You scratch their back, they scratch your back, and what you see, you will start inviting them to your Eidgah, you will start inviting them, you must remember, to your mosque, and then they will send one lousy letter for you. So that is Al-Khabithatul Al-Khabithin. Both parties all corrupted, you must remember this. Totally haram it is. So what's the latest in Palestine? The latest in Palestine is three things. Tomorrow is D-Day for Israel. Mm. It's the first time in the history of Israel, 15 judges will be sitting and they'll be hearing, you must remember what this new government of Netanyahu, Smotrich, who's not still coming out of his nose. And you must remember the biggest donkey Israel produced, Ben Gwir. All these are terrorists and war criminals. So we must be clear on that so whether they are you know the judicial reform and so forth which they have passed so will it be a status quo will remain or will it be struck off you must remember so 15 judges will be sitting first time in Israel's history the rogue apartheid terrorist regime second one is I send this out and all of you should read it and if you want it you can, we got nothing to hide so alhamdulillah that you ask us any question we'll answer you so you must remember 071-888-1184. That's my personal number, 071-888-1184. You send a WhatsApp and then we'll answer you, but no, keep it kiss. Keep it short and sweet. I got no time for long, long stories and that. So you must remember, I sent out whoever wrote that article in the Daily Maverick. Allah Ta'ala reward you and guide you to the truth in Islam. He said what the settlers are doing to the Palestinians. Mm. In the first half of this year and from now beginning January till now, more than 500 places they attacked the Palestinians and so forth and so on. And this is where the Palestinians live. You must remember this. They want to drive them out. They want to frustrate them. The police is with them. The politicians are with them. The army IDF is with them and so forth. Oh Muslim, just look at the odds they are facing and then you have the Arab regimes of Saudi Arabia of Qatar uh, of not Qatar sorry of uh, UAE and then you have of Bahrain and Morocco and Egypt and all these characters whole lot murtads and out of the fall of Islam Antumul Murtadun Wal Ghaddarun Ayyuha Shayateen all of them who I mentioned I speak of the government the enemies of Islam bootlicking the Americans and Israel and traitors to Islam. So but the Palestinians say, we will fight till the death, remember this, and what they are giving blood and martyrdom, inshallah Palestine will be liberated and the Jutlas forever they are cursed and wherever they go, and Allah will punish them till the day of Qiyamah. So that is what's happening now. Therefore, I'm telling you, this is my fatwa and you can quote it anywhere in the world. The only solution to the Palestinian problem 
Muslim is. And I'll mention another thing also. You have some idiots who still believe in that. So my fatwa is one settler, one bullet will settle the issue. You have some idiots in the Muslim world, Arab world, and non-Muslims who think that Palestinian authority run by Mahmoud Abbas, Abu Mazin, is his kunya agnomen, and they are the representatives of the Palestinian and MBS, they're cutting the deal and so forth, how Saudi can normalize ties, you must remember what Israel, whole lot of them are murdered, MBS is a murdered, Mahmoud, bin, uh, Mahmoud Abbas is a murdered, sell out traitor to Islam and so forth, so therefore, don't fall in the trap that you think the two-state solution, the two-state solution is dead before it was born also. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, that uh, things are gone so expensive here in South Africa. What should we do or what should we read, Ustad? Remember that once petrol price reaches 24 rand, which has happened already, and your diesel 25 rand and more, so obviously everything, it has a knock-on effect and everything just escalates. And remember, and best part, the politicians and the ministers, they have increased wages for themselves. The councillors and here in Johannesburg and that, they have increased the wages for themselves. Mm. Therefore, you, the South African public, once you got your facts, you must name them, you must shame them, and nail them, and tell them you're a disgrace, you must remember. Half of them, what half, three-quarter of them, in our language, we will say, our vernacular, Mehman and Gujarati, 100% mufatias, you understand? Incompetent, good for nothing, just getting fatter on the gravy plane. Tutu summed it up well, he said under the apartheid regime we had the gravy train and now we have the gravy plane just look at the state you understand that you must you look at the plane SAA on the ground half their routes and all that finish you go to your trains also finish and you go to your ESCOM you know the situation Minister of Electricity and what and what we have become a comedy and for the circus for the whole world you see water big problem Problem. I told you this morning that in some parts of Shwani and that last week, five days they didn't have water. So imagine how you're running a country. For what are you taking so many where so much wages? Why do we have? Today they tell us the public protector. So you must remember she's been removed. So why you couldn't remove her initially? It cost us the taxpayer 30, 40 million rand. Do you know that? All those who are paying me and you. So we have to foot the bill because of all their non and they are triple C, A and C, 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 C for criminals, C for corruption, C for cadre deployment, so C for good for nothing also. So that is the truth. You must remember that unless you're a bootlicker, then it's something else. Allahu Akbar, subhanAllah, half past eight We're going to go for our interval, my beloved and wonderful listeners When we come back, we will continue inshallah with the Q&A Don't go away, stay tuned